Ignite your curiosity with Austin next. We're watching Austin transform from a thriving ecosystem into a global superstar. With our host, Jason Scharf, we aspire to better comprehend the true nature of innovation. Together, we will uncover what makes a successful ecosystem and navigate the technologies shaping our future. Now let's dive into what's next. This is going to be kind of fun. It's not often I get a chance to interview my co-host. So let me set the stage here. We are coming up rapidly upon the finish of South by Southwest 2022. Jason was able to go. I wasn't. And now I'm sitting here across the table from him. He's got four pages of notes, four pages of things he hasn't told me about his experience at South by Southwest. And that's where we are. We had Hugh Forrest on here a couple of weeks back, the chief programming officer for South by Southwest. He talked about all the work that had gone into this first hybrid event. So Jason, what were you expecting when you went in? So to set the stage for what I was expecting, why don't we go back to last year's event? So we just moved to Austin, wanted to be part of South by, decided to, you know, do the digital version. Generally speaking, I've been a big fan of a lot of these kind of networking conference shifts over to digital. People that know me, I'm a big fan of Lunch Club, was active in Clubhouse before Clubhouse kind of stopped being a thing so much. And so was excited to see like what this could be. And for no fault whatsoever, the people behind South By, you know, it definitely walked away from the digital experience missing something. Not a lot of the spontaneity that could happen because when I'm sitting in the office in my house and it's a Saturday and the kids are running around uh, outside, there's a bit of a, I can't really be in here unless it's absolutely necessary, absolutely an important conversation. Didn't necessarily that kind of hallway conversations or networking. It, it was the first time I kind of said, you know, this, this obviously needs to be live. So was really excited to kind of go back, was really excited kind of going in and was really happy to have, uh, you know, Hugh on because he had some great advice going in. I think the thing I took away from our conversation that was probably one of the best things that for, to start off with was just don't be afraid to leave. Find those things that are interesting. If they're not interesting, go find another because if you saw my schedule every slot had like five different things I could have been at, right? But I did like the, the kickoff when I was at, uh, you know, Hughes kickoff uh, on Friday was, you know, March magic and the ATX, right? And I definitely think that that kind, of, that kind of fit it. And I will say broad scale general opinion was, it was great, right? It was, it was a great experience. There's was, I see how much it connects into Austin itself and we can dive into that in a bit. It really brings all sorts of people here, both from wanting to come and learn. I met, you know, people from Mexico City who, and this was sitting waiting for a panel, who was talking about that this is the big, you know, brand and advertising track for them. And they come every year to kind of learn about these things to, you know, sitting at Taco Deli next to um, some people speaking German and saying, hi, what's going on? And they're all about uh, connecting America and German innovation centers. And of course, how small a town it was is that they knew some people that I knew as well already in Austin. So it's just kind of, kind of funny with with that. So it really was this kind of really great experience and kind of really seeing Austin at its most Austin. Everybody talks about how South by Southwest fits into Austin. How does Austin fit into South by Southwest? Well, 
more so than I thought going in, there was a whole bunch of panels either being staffed by um, Austin people or specifically about Austin. I mean, in just a few, you had, you know, space in Texas. You had the Austin, Miami, the new Silicon cities. So the mayors of both Austin and Miami. Austin is a transportation hub. Building a unicorn in Texas. Icon 3D was one of the featured speakers. Colossal Biosciences. So those are the ones that kind of were, were yelling and, and saying proudly this. But then there was one, I remember, you know, Moneyball in VC, which was just being going, hey, how do you drive AI in VC? And then when I got there, it was all a bunch of Austin companies that were doing this and talking about that. So both kind of loud and, and proud and then also kind of under the radar of how it really kind of fit in and, and been part of that. So it really is an opportunity, I think, to showcase. And I, I wonder how much... I'd be curious to ask you one time, like when you look at the panel picker, how much of the votes that are coming from the panel pickers is Austin picking the topics versus kind of broader? And so do we, this is where the, the, the home field advantage comes into play. We're going to have to ask him that next year when he's on. So you mentioned the home field advantage. It was one of the things we talked to you about quite a bit. How are Austin companies able to leverage that home field advantage of South by Southwest being here? So, oh, sorry, one other thing I wanted to say about the, the Austin, you also had Dell and Jim Breyers. We'll, I want to get into, we'll get into that one, which all about, really all about Austin. That was, that was a great one. But back to your point. So, uh, one, you had some of the Austin companies that were doing, that were in like the pitch competitions. And I think it just was an opportunity to showcase, right? Like the, the Austin unicorn, uh, or sorry, it was the, it was the, uh, it was the t uh, building a Texas unicorn. Of course, they were all Austin companies and being led by Silverton, but just an opportunity to talk about one. It was really interesting from like the, it fit into all the things we talked about, the sector diversity you had on insurance uh, from Zebra, you had on health from Everly Health, and you had on uh, FinTech from Self Financial. So just giving that opportunity to showcase to a really interesting crowd who was all coming because I think they wanted to know about what was, a part of it I think is what they want to know about what's going on here. And they wanted to be able to see all that's happening across everything, right? Film, music, art, food, tech. And so it just gives these great opportunities. And I think um, when you really think about the, the evolution, I think it was 2018 when like Icon 3D first, you know, appeared at South by, right? That was their big, big debut. And you want to talk about that kind of evolution to now, you know, Jason Ballard was one of the, the featured speakers. And I will just say best, panel of our best um, speaker of the entire event. Like it was unbelievable hearing him talk. The only one I've ever been to that had a standing ovation uh, after he kind of gave his, uh, his talk before the Q and a, and it also was just very, very Austin in that one of the things that you and I have talked about, and we've talked about on the podcast is that we found that one of the superpowers is that we build. And the name of his, uh, of his speech was like, it's time to build or let's build or something to that effect. But that the fact that we build things in Austin, physical things is really part of, I think the DNA of what's making us unique and different and uh, then not the next Silicon Valley, but the first Austin. And here's that showcase, right? Like it's not just those first time they come up, but now that they're, they're the, they're the featured, uh, you know, companies that are changing the world and we promote them even more. So I have to say, I did see a picture of Jason Ballard, the CEO of, I of I Icon, and obviously he's adopted the full Austin, Texas regalia with a cowboy hat and boots. So that was, he's, I think he's from Texas. So I think it's not so much adopted as much as that, uh, that's, that's, that's who he is. Yeah. Okay, great. Let me ask you a question. You just brought up something that I found interesting. 
both in terms of the panel picker and in terms of the companies. You talked about it being all Austin. Now, a lot of times we've talked about the rest of Texas. Did you see a lot of the rest of Texas there or was it an Austin event? So I know the space in Texas. So you had Slingshot, which we've had on on here. Uh, I do think at least one or two other of the companies were um, Texas. Like there might've been a Dallas, I forget exactly where they were, but that was much more of a, a Texas. But like in many ways, how Austin punches above its weight in across the, you know, the startup ecosystems. But just as you, when you think about these type of things in Texas, they seem to then have, you know, a higher propensity of Austin companies. Okay, Jason, you and I have talked a lot about what makes Austin the first Austin. And we've talked about the Austin narrative or Austin secret sauce. What is Austin's secret sauce? So what you and I have discussed and put out there, and obviously people can think about different things, but it comes down to three things that are driving it, right? One is we're living in the future. That means we're both developing new things and also they're happening here first, right? Like robots and holograms and crypto, et cetera. We build. I think that's something that's very different is that we might be an interesting combination of Silicon Valley and Detroit in its prime because you see manufacturing, you see housing, you see different things that are actually being built here that necessarily aren't across the country. And the last is we're cool. It's, 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 it's fun and hip. People want to be here. People like coming here for different events. And I think that's really what we've at least seen so far as what is the, the narrative and the superpowers. Okay. Now, I think those are the right things, but tell me what you heard and how that's changed and what you heard other people say. So it's funny because the things I heard, I, I, um, I'll tell you Jim Breyer's answer in a second. And then I also asked the question of the Texas unicorn one, right? And they do kind of link together a bit, right? So one of the things, and then we can, we can definitely test to is, so Jim Breyer said that what makes Austin very different than almost every other ecosystem is you can play nice and win in Austin. And that is something that I've, we've talked about a lot on different things and, you know, in my own experience is that being as long as I was in San Diego and being kind of in the ecosystem I was, I've gotten a lot deeper, met a lot more interesting people and a lot more people in Austin because of the openness of the networks. It's something we talked with, you know, Tom Singer about on, the, on I think our fifth episode. And it, it makes a difference, right? It makes a difference that you want, that people want to help each other and we all can still win. It's not this kind of elbows out. It's not the, well, I'm going to keep this secret. And, and it's funny because when I said I asked the question of the unicorn, so you had, you know, James Garvey, the self-financial CEO, he said, it's the people's our secret sauce. You know, Julia Cheek said, it's the lack of pretense here. So all these kind of the same things of this, this culture of openness and working together and making connections. And, you know, I think for people outside of Austin, this is going to sound crazy sometimes, but it's people would actually say, hey, I'll introduce you to so-and-so. And then they do, which is not necessarily what you, you get everywhere else. It'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll make this connection and that. And then I think what will be interesting as we see those superpowers go forward was, um, you know, you know, Morgan from the managing partner of Silverton said, it's also going forward. It's not, it's not forgetting why people came here, right? And really the things that, you know, again, we want to be, you know, the first Austin and not the next Silicon Valley or New York or wherever it is, is that kind of coming in and being a part of what makes Austin great rather than trying to change it to 
Silicon Valley, California, New York, wherever, right? You know, and and being kind of, you know, part of growing it into that thing. So it's, it's funny at the same time, everyone always says, and, I, and Hugh said this before, is like, everyone's like, oh yeah, five years ago, it was, you know, it was better. And I even got that from one of the Uber drivers that took, that took it to the exact line. I kind of laughed like, oh yeah, it really is everywhere. So it'll be interesting to see as we change and how much we can kind of hold on to what makes Austin, Austin. Okay, makes sense. We talked about the superpowers of the city of Austin and Central Texas. Did you see those on display? The we're living in the future, definitely see how the how South by fits into that narrative, right? So there's the creative expo, which it's funny, when I went in there, I wasn't sure what that meant. And being in it, I still couldn't tell you what the different things. So you had, I saw some old arcade games kind of thing, um, but then you had holograms. You had self. Uh, you had uh, self-driving electric trucks. You had crypto. You had smart fabrics. You had AR dressing rooms. So this kind of how deep and how far these companies are coming. But like you, if you want to see quote unquote the future, you're coming to Austin. Whether you see that we've seen that like you see that daily with you know I saw some some of those robots driving around right like this is part of Austin's fabric. Or that this is where people are going to fly their wares in terms of um, what's coming next. So I think that's how I thought about living the future. And then when it comes to like, you know, we are cool, right? Obviously, people are coming here for art, culture, food, film. And I just got a, a small sense of that because given, again, how there's so much and so many things, I really, I didn't get to go to see any films. I really didn't see much, much music. I got some opportunity to go see some interesting art, like the, the Meow Wolf, which it's, I don't know how to explain it over. It was interesting. Uh, I would just say to our audience, Google it. There was um, kind of these like little cityscape sculptures where lots of little worlds are going on and kind of the imagination kind of run wild to atmosphere had a Banksy exhibit that was really cool and interesting to, uh, you know, I'm a big Better Call Saul fan and, uh, you know, Bob Odenkirk was there pitching a new, from back, you know, you'd call it a radio drama, but it's on Audible. But yeah, so kind of seeing, was seeing that kind of atmosphere. And then it's funny as things kind of turn over, there was the, there was the creative expo then gave way to the flat stock uh, expo, which yeah, you see the look you're giving, I had to ask what that meant too. And they're like, oh, posters and wall hangings and the like. And it was funny because it. So they're talking down 2D art these days now? I, I don't know, but it was, it was, uh, it was just kind of, it was cool and interesting. Uh, you know, you had, uh, you know, like shirt screenings and those kinds of different things, but I assume they were from all over, but I'll, I'll give a shout out to uh, Tim Doyle's group because that was the one which happened to be local. It was the one that I was really kind of attracted to. They had this kind of cool uh, Blade Runner. They would take like famous you know, things like Moe's from The Simpsons or some of the Blade Runner scenes and kind of add their own his own little twist on it. It was very cool stuff. And But that it's interesting because it's it's about that we're cool because I, I don't know what percentage of those guys were actually from Austin, but I did find it funny that the one that I particularly resonated with me was from Austin. So it kind of fit that whole, you know, that we are cool part. So I won't be, uh, you won't contradict me if I say you're adopting this rather quickly now, the Austin mentality. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, I think the funniest moment actually, uh, when you get into the food is I think this was on Thursday. I wanted to go get lunch and, uh, I wanted to get tacos and I didn't Google, use Google Maps or anything. And somehow my feet found my way to Taco Deli. I was like, I'm going to go find this. Oh, I'm here. Great. So it's, it's starting to, you know, be absorbed into the system, right? There you go. Okay. 
So we talked about the tech. We've talked about some of the music and art. You haven't talked about the health and, and wellness part of the expo. So, you know, as some of our listeners know, right, I'm, uh, you know, I don't talk a lot about the podcast, but I also, you know, I'm an executive at an early stage health tech company. And, you know, part of what I was doing was trying to understand how we might fit into in, in futures, right? And what was fascinating to me, and I, I definitely will, uh, will, will put this to Hugh the next time we talk, is I wonder if health and wellness and is going to become not just a tract, but a, a pillar in and of itself. Because one, there was a lot of interesting kind of conversations, both from funding life science to lots about, you know, home health care and how that's changing and like direct to consumer, a lot of panels with that. To then they had this, um, well, they have a wellness expo, which is uh, free to, you know, it's free, it's open to the public. And that's kind of, I think, part. And it just, it felt different and unique enough, one, it wasn't by the convention center. You had to go to the Palmer Event Center, which is across, you know, across the bridge. And it was, you know, I'd say half food and then a quarter services like yoga, fitness, those kinds of things. And then about half like, you know, more classical healthcare types of things that I would think of. But then even the panels that were there ranged from specific for the consumer who might be there all the way to like home healthcare as a market and growing. So I, I just wonder if that wellness expo becomes the, starts to become the backbone, just like the creative expo, like becomes the backbone for eventually kind of health being its own thing. Now, at the same time that I say that, one of the big things that might be an additional superpower that we want to, that we want to call out as we go forward. And, you know, Jim Breyer talked about this a lot during the during his conversation with Dell is this convergence, right? And how, how everything's kind of converging together is becomes this. And he even said that, you know, South by is an example of that, right? Is an example of film and music and tech and all this stuff coming together. So while well, one hand, I might say that, you know, health might eventually become it's the fourth thing. It is this kind of cross pollination across all of these things that is, that is South by, right? And I think that's what would make it so, but I, I do see that it, it becoming a larger and larger component, especially since that life sciences, health tech, whatever you want to call it, is becoming much more of a tech. So it, it looks a lot like some of these other um, these other companies. Well, we've talked about how South by is a microcosm of Austin. And obviously, as more and more companies here and as more and more companies adopt health as technology or technology as health, whichever way it goes, it makes sense that um, it might become that fourth pillar or that next pillar. So let's say we've talked about the three superpowers and maybe the fourth. Obviously, we're talking about a wide variety of companies that were there, both from Austin and beyond. What did you not expect that you saw? Not expect, but probably should have. We've now crossed the threshold where people are like, hey, you're in Austin, come somewhere else. So there were signs as I was driving, well, coming down in downtown or driving around, there's been lots of like, basically come to Ohio signs recently uh, around Austin. I also found it interesting that, again, speaking back to the Creative Expo, just the number of economic development organizations that were there and such a, I mean, I had to write them all down. We had, I'm sure I missed some, We've got 
Tulsa, Louisiana, Poland, Germany, West Virginia, Costa Rica, Ireland, France, Ukraine, Sao Paulo, Cape Town, all of them coming and either pitching, maybe getting workers from there and, come, and, and kind of that remote work type of thing, or possibly saying, hey, you've got this wonderful company here in Austin, come elsewhere. So I didn't necessarily expect that coming in, but it, it does so where we are in the ecosystem rankings. It now says, hey, we, we, we got to go poach. They're, they've got everybody. We're now the target of economic development organizations as opposed to be the one that's targeting others. That's um, a little scary, but uh, probably not to be, not to be uh, unexpected anymore. Interesting. All right. We've been doing this now for eight months. We've had a lot of good people on the podcast. Who'd you run into? It is funny how we obviously do these podcasts, except for this one, you know, via Zoom. And there are so many people that I ran into that was the first time physically seeing them. So like, uh, you know, I ran into Paul O'Brien, I ran into Ashley Jennings, I ran into Van Truscott, um, and that was all at one party. It's been interesting, actually, and I, I want to call this out. I mean, like, so I was at the, you know, the Austin Venture Association party that was by far the best, uh, you know, party event that I went to in terms of just the people who were there. Um, I had people from Silicon Valley Bank who I'd met that never met in person. And it was just a surprising, not just amount of people on podcasts, but just this ended up being that first physical opportunity to actually meet half the people that I, that I knew in Austin and people that were outside. I had a, you know, an, uh, an old business school friend of mine was like, hey, I'm going to be in South by Southwest this year. Anybody going to be there? I was like, hey, I haven't seen you in, you know, 15 years. We should totally get together and went and had a drink and talked about NFTs for a while. So uh, it was uh, near and dear to my heart. And, and podcasting as well. As someone who used to, he was at uh, Sonos. So he uh, was very understandable of kind of that, of, of, of this arena. But yeah, it's, uh, it, it was just kind of that kind of fun opportunity to kind of see everybody and more than just across the screen, even, even though there's been some, you know, events that we've had, you know, like, and I, you know, we, uh, Mark, Nathan, Tom Singer also got, we were on the podcast that I saw while down there and just to be in the space and be kind of, you know, back to normal. So is that the takeaway? This was the first in three years it's been back to normal for South by Southwest. So my sense is no. Okay. Don't have 2019 to compare it to, but in my amazing level of data that I gathered from Uber drivers that were taking me down there. It, it was a lot of that. It does seem to be less now. I, without the comparison point, like it definitely, there were a lot of people there. It definitely felt lively. Uh, you know, it went from the convention center to Congress. And so lots going on all around. So if this was light, I can only imagine what it was like in 1918 and the like, and what it'll be like in 23. I know that you talked about some of the international travel and some of those as barriers to kind of getting people to come. And, and then obviously we had probably during peak season of buying, we had Omicron. So people were like, I don't know what's going on. Just going to kind of skip it this year. And then I'm also wondering how much the, how much the hybrid nature changed things because it definitely changed the way I approached it in that because you had the time delay, the ability to time delay certain panels, I actually skipped out on many of the larger panels that are now in my queue to go watch, like Amy Webb, um, Scott Galloway, like that I absolutely wanted to go see. Like, well, I don't necessarily need to be there in person. I probably wasn't going to ask a necessarily a question, and now I've got it on. 
So it actually ended up driving me more to some of the smaller panels, sometimes for better or worse, right? Sometimes that, you know, you're like, hey, this sounds interesting. And then you get, you're like, not so much. Um, and other times it was a really interesting one we had on, um, or I went to one of the people we had on was Ross Duvall from Heartland Ford. And they actually had all about kind of like Heartland innovation. And so went to that instead of, might have been Scott Galloway's. It was one of the big featured speakers that I normally would have gone the other direction, but because of the the hybrid nature, you know, I got to go find a couple hours at home to go kind of catch up on some like the five or six that really wanted to see, but you know, decided not to go live. All right. So what else stood out about South by Southwest for 2022? All right. I've been keeping the word from you because we've been talking about this because there was a term used that finally articulated a thought that I've been having about Austin. Now, the funny thing was it was said by the mayor of Miami talking about Miami in this case, but um, I'm absolutely adopting this, but I want to give credit where I heard it is the problem I've been running into is we've talked about before about the great flywheel effect that's going on here. People, capital, and companies are moving here because people, capital, and companies are moving here. But we're transitioning from that into a, a gravitational pull. Things are starting to, to happen here. And I couldn't, there wasn't a term. I couldn't pull that together. So thank you, Mayor Suarez. Flymo. So flywheel and FOMO. Oh, okay. And so I like that. It's creating the sense of, of flymo. So that really kind of pulling both those things in the people, we have all the underpinnings, the acceleration, the momentum is happening. But at the same time, the, you know, it's now starting to be like, oh, well, if I'm not in Austin, am I missing out? So I know I've been holding that. I, I was really, it was, I, that word back in terms of it just, it really encapsulated what I'd been trying to understand and think about from I'll this. I'll play it back to you. It's really FOMA, fear of missing Austin. Oh, there you go. There it is. There's the new one. So that was that was one thing, right? I think something else also was just how, you know, the center, Austin can be the, you know, the, the centerpiece. I mean, I know we, you have that healthy competition. It was kind of, it didn't, it's it funny, we had the Austin and Miami panel um, with the two mayors. And this is the one thing I feel like in all my notes actually didn't get talked about, even though you see this kind of this competition, which was Miami uh, was one of the first cities that was kind of, the Miami coin and starting to adopt crypto. And then you had the, that little fun uh, Twitter spat between uh, the mayor of New York, the mayor of uh, Miami of like, well, I'll take one paycheck in Bitcoin. Well, I'm going to take three paychecks in Bitcoin. I was like, okay, these are the kinds of political fights I'm, 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 I'm happy to have, you know, that's, that's what you want them to be fighting about. And then, you know, obviously right before, um, you know, Mayor Adler announced that, you know, we might be doing something similar in Austin. And that, that was just kind of funny. That was, that was the moment to have that conversation. We didn't even actually happen on stage, but we can use, we also can use this as a moment to kind of showcase these types of opportunities in Austin and how we're driving some different things. And so, so that was, that was fun as well. You're going to go next year, aren't you? Absolutely. There you go. Okay. Here's the, here's one thing I've learned from it is to really do South by right, you need a team. I think that's the, that's the difference is you, you understand that you can't go to everything as a, it was, it was just, you know, it, it was me having on, you know, uh, you know, my day job hat, having on the Austin next hat, having on just the person being in Austin. And so like you couldn't do, but like when it comes to an opportunity to really see everything and take it in and yeah, there's the fun stuff. And there's also the learnings and the panels and the networking and meetings to do South by right. You have to have a team. And you're going to bring your company in next year? That is uh, what I've been pitching already. <laughs> there we go. All right. We always ask the same question at the end of each of our podcasts, but I'm going to vary it a little bit. Jason, what's next Austin Next podcast? 
So one thing is to let everybody know is that this was not my intention going in, but we have probably lined up a number of great episodes due to South by and some of the people that we've met and some of the panels. So that's, that's coming up and that's going to be a lot of fun. And I think that, you know, we will probably be a greater part going forward. I'm actually going to turn this to our audience and kind of saying, I actually, what's next is I have two requests for our audience. One is, you know, we like to look at this Austin narrative and the superpowers. And we said, one of them is, is, is we build anybody out there have any connection to Jason Ballard. I would love to have him on the podcast. I think he would be a perfect discussion point about not only obviously what icon and as one of the, you know, companies that are starting to you know, personify Austin, but just talking about the Austin ecosystem and why we build is such a kind of an important piece. And the other thing is, and, you know, we've talked about this and thought is that obviously, you know, next year we want to be part of uh, South by, by more than just being participants and just going or covering like we are now. And so I, my second question to our audience is going to be, what is it that you want us to do? If we did a, you know, if we did a panel, a show or recording, you know, what kind of, th- topic do you think that we could be that would bring something interesting to the plate, right? I don't want, you know, maybe we'll do the same thing again next year where we'll have Hugh and we'll do a recap and that's fine and interesting, but I think obviously we can, we can bring something more and, you know, I want to hear from the audience on it. There you go. You can reach us through the website, austinnextpodcast.com. This is the first time we've actually done a promo for the website, you know, I love it. All right. 2022 South by in the books. 2023 is only a year away. Time to start planning. Time for you guys to get a little bit involved. No problem there. We'd love it. And until then, have a great day. We'll talk to you next week on the Austin Next Podcast. So what's next, Austin? We're glad you've joined us on this journey. Please subscribe at your favorite podcast catcher. Leave us a review and let your colleagues know about us. This will help us grow the podcast and continue bringing you unique interviews and insights. Thanks again for listening and see you soon.